0: Welcome Peter Report readers and listeners to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard of PeterReport.com. Joining me shortly here will be Mark Cook, also of PeterReport.com. and we are going to talk about the one and the only Julio Jones who could be headed out of Atlanta where is he going? Why is he leaving? What the heck happened with Shannon Sharp and that phone call today on the air? Is this what Julio wanted all along? Was he the one asking for a trade? Uh, is he afraid of the box? Wait, who put that in the script? No, is it, but seriously, like, what is the deal with Julio? Where does he? And he, and he slandered the Cowboys, by the way, on his way out. So um, <laughs> if you're just catching up with this story, it took off. It is real legs today. We're going to cover all that on the podcast. Mark will be joining me in a few moments. And as always, all this great content and fun is gonna be brought to you by our friends over at Celsius. Celsius powers, active lives every day with essential functional energy. I've got the rarely, I don't think I've drank this many times on the show, the strawberry dragon fruit today. No sugar, man. Telling you what, the way that they get the carbonated taste with the flavor that they get without the sugar, without the crash in an energy drink that picks you up. I mean, it really is. It's something else. Shout out to Celsius. This is from the heat line. I really, I enjoy the heat a lot. There's a creamsicle or an orange actually, that I always call the creamsicle because it looks like the Bucks creamsicle jerseys. Got to try that one out there if you can find that one, but go to Celsius.com. You can use the store locator, figure out where Celsius are around you. I know more and more people are having them pop up around them as Celsius just kind of takes off and takes over. And we are getting tweets and DMs and messages every day. I've oh, tried my first flavor and people. Brent Allen was posting a video of him drinking his first one over at the Peter cast. So It's great stuff. Uh, We appreciate Celsius, great sponsor of the show, and definitely uh, check them out and figure out what you can uh, about uh, which flavor is your favorite from the Celsius line. All right, Julio Jones, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This could be the end of Julio Jones' time in Atlanta. If you're just tuning in to the Julio Jones saga and you're wondering what is going on with him today, apparently Shannon Sharp just cold called him while he was on the show today, while he was on a dispute with Skip Bayless, and he just started talking to him, you know, are you leaving? Are you out of Atlanta? And he didn't tell Julio that they were live. Not sure if Julio knew or not, or, you know, what stage or whatever. We don't know. But Julio said he's out of Atlanta. And he made that part clear, and we'll get to the rest in a second. But if he's out of Atlanta, I mean, this is pretty big news. Maybe those of you who are just and I'm not saying this is anything wrong with this, but some people just jumping on the Bucks bandwagon, which you're very welcome, by the way. Welcome to join. Welcome to jump on. You may not be aware since it's been a couple. I mean, Julio didn't really, he didn't really kill the Bucks in recent years, at least. He didn't play either of the times they played uh, this past season. He didn't play against the Bucs. He was inactive for both of those games. And then even you go back to 2019. So really, since Todd Bowles has been there, they held him in check five catches, 68 yards, seven catches. 78 yards in the next game it wasn't like he took over either of those games before that however uh quite a different story with Julio jones he'd been uh fairly dominant against the bucks these are his more recent performances before uh the 2019 season in the era of defensive coordinators which shall not be named i know they probably are being named and cursed in the in the uh chat this guy 138 yards on nine catches and a touchdown and 10 catches for 144 yards in a touch or no touchdown sorry in 2018 year before that the second game just a small impact three catches 54 yards but the first game in 2017 12 catches on 15 targets for 253 yards and two touchdowns and then the year before that had an 111 yard game 162 yard game 161 yard game one a 19 yard game so you go back and back down the history and you can clearly see Julio Jones has been a buck killer for quite a long time so yeah julio jones getting out of there oh man i think it would be a a pretty big deal not that the bucks are scared of atlanta by any stretch of the imagination i know everybody's to say it doesn't matter julio's there who is not there you know either way the bucks are obviously taking them i mean i agree with that but at the same time let's be real Julio is a game changer he's one of those players uh, in today's NFL that d- changes the way that schematically you'd match up and if you look at Atlanta's arsenal Calvin Ridley Russell Gage uh, Kyle Pitts I mean that is a tough arsenal to match up with there's no question and so yeah you look at that group and you say all right if Julio Jones is out of there then all of a sudden it becomes a little bit simpler for us you know and and not saying it won't be tough still because Calvin Ridley tore up the buck especially in their first meeting last year um, but Having Carlton Davis healthy for both of those games will be a big difference this year. Now you've got the ability, though, to take Carlton Davis and use him on Kyle Pitts at times. And that can be a matchup, a mismatch eliminator kind of for you as a defense. Where I don't think you had that option before. I think you would have had to keep Carlton Davis on Julio Jones. All this, of course, is predicated on the Falcons actually trading Julio Jones. We don't know that that's going to happen yet. It seems pretty likely based on the fact that we've known the Falcons were interested in moving them because of their cap situation for quite a while now. Uh, but what's come of light recently is Julio Jones may actually have been the one that is asking for the trade uh, and is also ready to move on. So it seems like both sides are there. The holdup is is in some ways the compensation uh, because it sounds like the Falcons want like a late first an early second and teams right now are not willing to part with that. I am a little bit surprised by that. Maybe the they think the end is closer for Julio than than I think it has been. Um, I think he's done a really nice job for the most part of staying healthy. I know last year was kind of an exception to that. There he is. Mark Hook, ladies and gentlemen, on the show. Mark, let me get our uh let me get our uh our Peter Report, our fancy looking overlay in here. Yeah. So we look well, there we go. Now nah, that, that improved right. that improved the look tremendously right there. Need one of those one person overlays too. Uh and maybe some three people. We should have used, had one ready for, for Bruce. But, I mean, we still look good with the red background for sure. But this is definitely. Yeah, we did, we did look
1: good. In the, I mean, it looked great all over the NFL Network, ESPN, mm. the Pat McAfee <laughs> show. All of those places that picked us up and uh, and ran stories about our. <laughs> Groundbreaking, uh, revolutionary. Well, what's it, revolutionary. <laughs> revolutionary. Uh, a groundbreaking, groundbreaking interview process. And I decided, you know what? It went so well last week. I'm going to go with the Aryan's hat anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, your camera. What? Take your hand and wipe your webcam real quick. Let's see if we can improve that. We got to be able bad? to see. It's just a little bit blurry today. Maybe. All right. Hang on. It could be We're also this about. Julio Jones news. Is a longtime Buck supporter and and media member. You may be. Also doing the SpongeBob. No, I didn't I didn't do anything. I don't know. Did that do Why anything? Do that makes it worse. I don't the lighting. Think so. I don't no, I don't think you it's know, a lighting thing. You know, you know, we've
1: we've i've been promised a new camera for about a year now, John. And um, <laughs> I mean if you,
0: Scott has it, it, I think.
1: I've always I think said Scott that, has
0: your camera, actually. <laughs> I've always said that. I don't know what he's doing with that camera, but.
1: I don't know that we want to see me any more clear. I, maybe I, I, maybe that's why he hasn't given people. it to you. <laughs> Buccaneer Bruce says, I see Mark using his 1999 webcam. Ha, ha, ha. I'll tell you what I'm going to do next time, Buccaneer Bruce. I'm actually just going to use the phone next time. I was reading these MacBooks don't have the best internal webcams. And someone suggested actually getting a tripod and just using your phone next time. So who
0: knows? Maybe I'll try that, but. I think I'll tell you good. what, StreamYard is great in a lot of ways. One of the difficulties of it is definitely the technical side. It just it sucks the life out of your computer when you use the program. The more I've research I've done and the more people I've talked to in the field they say it's just a great program but it just crushes your computer when you use yeah. it. And so that part is part of the reason why there's always these little there's sometimes these little hiccups and stuff but they're refining their process, we're refining ours and for some reason Mark the Atlanta Falcons are also refining their process and that might involve Moving on from Julio Jones, I'm at this point with it, Mark, and then I'll get your thoughts on it. If you're Atlanta and you just took Kyle Pitts and you bypassed the opportunity to take quarterbacks, obviously we don't know how the, what the grades were if Trey Lance right. fell, you know, but they certainly seemed, in the video, they certainly seemed like Kyle Pitts was the guy they targeted and wanted all the way. I yep. get it. Kyle Pitts is a great player. you he can help you out long-term too. But, man, if you're on the top of the quarterback class that just passed and you're not trying to win now, I mean, just hang on to Julio. You can fit him under the cap. I know you're going to want to move him eventually, but if you think you can compete now and that's why you took Kyle Pitts and you bypassed, you know, moving Matt Ryan and bypassed quarterbacks. I mean, I know Matt Ryan's contract would have made it hard to move. I just, I'm not quite sure what the plan is for Atlanta. Like, do you try to move on for Matt Ryan next year, Julio this year, and Kyle Pitts is like a long-term building block, but there's no quarterback. There's There's a lot of...
1: you cut out there for a second at the end or maybe Sorry. I said, I said there's a lot
0: of missing pieces right now for Atlanta if you're going to bypass a quarterback <laughs> you better be confident yeah. that that offensive line you just drafted is all the right guys and so far we have not seen that.
1: No, and and you know that was something when um I, when when Kyle Pitts was drafted I tweeted you know Atlanta just got you know a lot better and and uh, Warren Sapp of all people tweeted back uh no nah, they still can't block you know basically something to that offense I mean to the, mm-hmm. to that he said, uh, you know, they're, they still they still can't block for Matt Ryan, so it doesn't really matter who they have on offense is basically what he was saying. And I see what he's saying there. That makes a lot of sense. I don't understand. You know, I do the behind enemy lines uh, thing each week. And, you know, I followed this process from the hiring uh, of Fontenot and, and Arthur. And, you know, and there was some internal struggle, according to some of the Atlanta people and some of the national people, do they go ahead and try and move on from that, Ryan? Financially, it was virtually impossible the way that his contract mm-hmm. was set up. But they were so far. There was the Saints, who were the number one team as far as over the cap when the New Year yes. started, and then there was Atlanta. I mean, it was that bad. They weren't quite the Saints, but they were pretty bad. But they managed to get everything under the cap. So if you're under the cap, you drafted the guy that you wanted, if it's Pitts, then uh, well, I don't understand You know the urgency to get rid of Julio now, unless there's some sort of advantage financially for next year, because he is still a cap hit, I believe for next year as well. And Matt Ryan is too. My whole thing is though, I don't understand what Atlanta's is doing. Are you rebuilding? Or are you trying to restock and retool and make a run? Because mm-hmm. if they're trying to restool, retool and, and restock to make a run, um, there are a lot of holes still on this roster that they didn't really address in free agency, which I understand they couldn't because they were up against the cap, but also, in the draft, I mean, I think they left a lot to be desired there too, if they were trying to be competitive this year. Again, they may be seven and nine or eight and eight. And, you know, that's a four-game improvement. Um, maybe that's okay for them this year. But what's the long-term plan? What's the what's right. the goal? And 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 I like the higher fund. No, don't get me wrong. I think he's gonna be good for Atlanta, mm-hmm. but um, I just I don't know what the vision is there. And I wonder if there is already a little bit of discourse or, or or you know butting of heads between Arthur Smith and and Terry Fontenot right now I don't know um we'll we'll try and get more information and we'll have behind enemy lines come out on Wednesday I'll talk to some people up in Atlanta and see what they think uh but it's yeah. interesting
0: right now yeah I mean it's because it, what happens next year let's say they are seven and nine or eight and eight or seven and ten right. and nine, whatever but uh let's say that it does happen okay well then what do you do in the offseason are you are you going to be Are you trying to get back? Because your defense is still, I mean, has going to have, I'm sure, a lot of holes. Your offensive line, maybe one or two of those guys improved, but you still got a lot of question marks. What do you do with Jake Matthews? What do you do with Matt Ryan if you improve next year, but you're only still an average team? And that, to me, is the ceiling for them. Like, they could improve, but they're probably still just going to be a league average team. So then what do you do? Do you try and keep? building for one more year and then restart or do you restart and then you're going to go backward after after you improving are gonna, from last year you'll go back you are again. you are going to go backwards
1: i think you know look if you're trying to rebuild if you're trying to restart and do this thing over and blow it all up uh which obviously they didn't do you 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 at quarterback in my opinion but again who knows what they had grades on but they had the number four overall pick um right you know that 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 to me i, I mean, i'm with you i mean the ceiling on this team is a nine and seven football team. And I don't even think that this year, maybe next year if their offensive line goes into place and some of these young defensive players that they drafted this year pan out, but, but we don't know. Um, we've seen John here in Tampa Bay, the, the, you know, how difficult it is. Number one, to get the right cornerbacks, see MJ Stewart, Vernon Hargraves didn't pan out. Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting did pan out. I mean, Justin Evans didn't pan out. Antoine Winfield Jr did pan out. So mm-hmm. you're you're doing great if you're hitting 50-50 on those picks. I don't know yeah. if Atlanta's going to hit 50-50 on those. They need they need to hit 100% on those picks and um you know they they've got a completely revamped secondary. Um and again, I don't know who they're going to stop as Warren Sapp said, you know, their offensive line still can't block the Buccaneers' defense. I don't think their cornerbacks can cover the Buccaneers' wide receivers either. I think they're going to be just as there's just as many question marks on the defensive side as there is the offensive side in terms of the offensive line.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have questions in both lines and in your secondary, I mean, it doesn't bode well usually. It's not Yeah, who's gonna formula. rush the
1: passer? you I didn't we haven't even brought I mean maybe you brought it up before I got on, no, but no. they've got nobody to get to the quarterback. I mean, potentially yeah. other I mean, than maybe, other
0: than Grady Jarrett, yeah. It's I right. Mean,
1: it's, yeah. They, it's, I, they tried with Dante Fowler, that didn't pan out. Um, I'll put it to you this way, Buccaneer fans: the Atlanta Falcons are so desperate for pass rushers, they re-signed Stephen Means, who was a Greg Schiano draft pick, who didn't pan out in Tampa Bay when the mm-hmm. Buccaneers were just dreadful defensively. That yeah. tells you, um, you know, how desperate this team is for 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 pass rushers.
0: Man, preseason hero Stephen Means always uh, like great guy. Love the guy. Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: he was he was a you know, nice guy in the locker room, super hardworking guy, great story. But you know, he is what he is. I mean, he he's not even at Adrian Claiborne level, who right. the Buccaneers obviously drafted and actually did pretty good with Atlanta, had a had a decent year, but um, but I did uh, Stephen Means is 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 not even Adrian Claiborne. And if you're counting on this guy to be one of your main pass rushers, um, you know, Tristan Worst right. is licking his chops. Donovan Smith right. is saying, Bring it, you know, and, and Tom right. Brady's laughing.
0: Right, exactly. No, and and one of the things going for Atlanta is the improved coaching situation. Arthur Smith and Dean Pease will bring improvements schematically that will definitely matter. One of the places where we typically dive into those, improve those schematic elements of the game uh, for the true big-time fans that like to go behind the scenes is Locker Room. It's a social audio app that is changing the way we talk sports. It's the only place for live audio conversations about the takes, rumors, news, and teams you care about locker room is where you can react to sports news as it happens gather all your friends and watch parties for the biggest games rep your favorite teams and find your community better sports talk is just a tap away download on the apple app store and join the conversation on locker room we nerded out big time in the last locker room uh last was it wednesday night i believe it was uh when it was it was a great chat that we got hoss y juke and jack barrett in there and uh, we were having some great conversation, and uh, you know, Josh you Allen you, and I were you in had, there. You yeah. had Shaq Barrett, not Shaq Barrett, oh, Jack okay. Barrett, who oh, may not okay. be the pass rush force, but is uh, quite the quite the numbers savant and has done some great charting work on the Bucks. They were in there, so a oh, lots of stuff that you won't even hear talked about on the podcast that you honestly won't hear talked about anywhere else. We talk about it on locker room. They're always fun conversations, and we'll be on Tuesday night. We'll jump in with those guys again, uh, and we'll have some chats on there. So make sure you follow, download the app, follow uh pewter report on that app and you'll get notified and, and, and invite when we go live. So I've the Falcons invited. I've never been invited. John. Uh, oh, you're invited every time actually. You must have oh, turned okay. your notifications off. Oh yeah, you're really? in there. Oh, yep. Sorry. I've seen Oops. your name. In there. <laughs> Damn it. I've All seen right. your name in there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I well, definitely one don't of have people, notifications on, but I'll I'll change that.
0: Yeah, it might be it might be that. But I mean it goes to like hundreds of people because the people that follow the pewter report on on locker room. So you're just one of the many. Um okay but yes I, on the Atlanta side of things, I think they could be better mainly because of the coaching. I don't really know that they're like, you could look at them and say, wow, they're just so improved talent wise. Um, They need to be better because of the coaching. But let's step outside of that for a second. And Atlanta, yes, what happens this year? might not be indicative of what happens long term with that franchise. To me that's good news for the Bucs. If they improve, I don't know that it necessarily means they're going to be a threat in 2022. Unlike the Panthers, if the Panthers show improvement this year, well, we know what their game plan is. Like to me, I know what they're playing. I don't know whether it's going to work out. I don't know that they're going to be that much improved, but I think I still see okay Carolina. You know, I know they're they're starting young, they're drafting all defense, they're doing all, you know, they're trying to build that way. But Atlanta's kind of in between to me this young defense was still I don't think has enough talent. Uh, and then this offense that is kind of totally young offensive line, older in some other spots that that matter, um, and, and not sure whether they're going to turn the page on that group at all. But if Julio Jones goes somewhere else, that's the team that could be the most impacted by Julio leaving. That's the thing that could actually impact the Bucs more than Julio leaving Atlanta. Certainly easier to play Atlanta without Julio, but the thing that could really impact the Bucs if he goes like Green Bay. Which to me, yeah. if you're Green Bay, Scott or Mark, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you trade? I would trade whatever. I mean, who like somebody just mentioned in the comments? His contract's not that bad. If you're Green Bay, I mean, I would right now for this window to appease Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I would. Have, if you really want Aaron Rodgers around long term, yeah, dude, you try to get Julio Jones in here, even if you have to give up. What's it going to be? A late first? I mean, come on. This it's not like the Packers roster is a mess. Yeah, it would be easier if you didn't draft a backup quarterback and a fullback and a, a third string running back over the last couple of years. But still, I mean, I think that that's a Packers roster that can afford to lose that first and, and, and go in and have Julio and Devonte Adams, dude, that's game changer for green Bay. If,
1: if, if they did that, then um, then, then that would be, I think, when we did a um a round table this week, the biggest threat for the Buccaneers, the opponent that we mm. failed is is the biggest threat. And in uh, green Bay was mine without you know, that's assuming Aaron Rodgers comes back. But my choice yes. was I still think he, they're the biggest threat, even more so than the Rams. Not that I think they're a more talented football team than the Rams. I think they're pretty even. Um, the 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 revenge factor, the motivation factor, they got beat twice last year, kind of like the Buccaneers did with the Saints. Uh, but when they met in the playoffs, the Buccaneers were tired of losing. I think Green Bay's got – and Aaron Rodgers is is, is a guy that, that wants to beat the Buccaneers. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: it should have been – but, I mean, Packers fans will tell you it should have been, minus a couple calls and maybe a Matt LaFleur late decision in that fourth quarter, it should have been the the Packers holding up Lombardi trophy because I think they would have uh, possibly beat the Chiefs the way the Chiefs' offensive line was. So I think it would have been a more competitive game than the Bucs and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But um, I still think that the Packers um, certainly are the, are the biggest threat if Rodgers comes back. But, man, you throw Julio Jones in on that football team, and um and there's some real question marks of of you know who's gonna who's gonna emerge um from the NFC as the top team. I, yep. I don't worry about him, you know, maybe in other cities, but but Green Bay, you you mentioned it. That's the one that scares me the most. I would hope. Um, you know, look, teams don't like to trade within their own conference, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not like teams are lining up. I mean, we haven't really even heard a lot of rumblings or rumors about teams overly interested right now in Julio Jones. So If um, but but if it if they could use that carrot to dangle in front of Aaron Rodgers to maybe make him happy again at least for another year, they would be foolish not to.
0: Right, and Zach Jarvis says uh, Packers or Rams. Here's why I don't think the Rams are even. I mean, I don't know how they pull it off. Maybe a a player, or that would be something. I don't think Atlanta wants that. I think they really want picks. Um, and that made that part of it at least make sense for Atlanta. If you're gonna give up Julio, definitely get picks. But. Man, what do the Rams have to offer? They don't have a first round pick for years, um, and their seconds are going to be late seconds with, with what's expected of that team. Yeah, it's going to be hard to entice Atlanta to just go, "Oh yeah, late." You know, we're gonna we're gonna actively give Julio away for a worse pick than we got for Mohamed Sanu or that we traded for Hayden Hurst. Like, I don't know, man. Like, are you gonna give that for like the 60th, 60th pick, a 59th pick? I mean. To me, that just seems like they're going to get a better offer than that. Maybe not. Maybe they really don't get a better offer. Um, so that that takes the Rams kind of to me. I don't see them as a big contender for Julio. Maybe something could happen that could surprise me. If the Rams had the ammunition, absolutely, they would try. But I don't know. They might, they're an aggressive team, but I'm not sure that they have the options right now to be able to do something like that. Uh, the Packers, to me, do. And so I would, I would advocate them considering. I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. The Colts are another team mentioned a lot. Mark, but they also remember they're parting with that first if, if Carson Wentz plays seventy five percent of those snaps, yeah. so you know, and if he doesn't, then it's the second, and so you, they can't really make that move right now. I don't think. With I've seen. Pick, I've, seen England, I've seen New England.
1: I've seen New England a, that a little make bit. Sense. Yeah, and again, I again, don't know how much any of this is is, is truth. Any of these rumors, or mm. it's just fans or media members speculating right. about it. It's but not like the but,
0: Patriots were an actual report, like they had actually discussed it and maybe even inquired about what it would look like to trade for him now the 49ers Zach Jarvis mentions the 49ers too that's an interesting one to a degree I mean if you just want to go all in and you're the Niners I'm not sure cap wise how if that if it what they'd have to do to make it work I mean everybody could make it work I'm sure but uh that's a that's an interesting one now I would I would counter with this I don't really think the 49ers need another wide receiver I mean that offense they're they're set you know as they are I think Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are going to be game-changing type of players if they can stay healthy and on the field so those guys with George Kittle, I and mean, I don't think you need to make that move if you're the Niners. If you make that move and you're the Niners, I mean, more power to you. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that team for sure. But that would be another one that would be a threat. I mean, to me, the Rams and the 49ers, if Rodgers moves on, those might be the teams that are the biggest threats to the Bucs anyway in the NFC. So obviously, you know, if you're a Bucs fan, you're probably cheering for neither of those teams to get right. Julio and him to end up, end up on New England or somewhere in the NFC. You want him to go
1: somewhere like Chicago. You or want AMC. him to go somewhere, you know – uh in the afc something like that even I
0: chicago mean, would be tough man like yeah, julio they, and Allen robinson they still need the quarterbacks but fields you know yeah. I, I like fields a i lot. wouldn't when scare ready, me it wouldn't one. scare
1: me this year and and listen this yeah. is the window right this year is is the year i, I don't i don't know what's going to happen in, in in 2022 with this team but 2021 i mean i'm geared up and expecting a, a serious super bowl run again this year so and and, mm-hmm. and i'm putting my eggs in this basket so you know what jason light why don't you go ahead and call Terry Fontenot and see what it would take to get Julio Jones down here. Imagine Julio and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. I mean, come on, John. You haven't even brought up the Buccaneers as a possible landing spot for him.
0: Listen, I people joked about just, that just on exploded.
1: Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I know. People, I joked about it on Twitter. People like, come on, you can't do that. I'm like, are you guys serious? Come on. <laughs> They're not actually going to trade for Julio Jones. No. Like, First but, of but all, you know what? Wants-
1: who knows what anybody – you know, Jason Light is is on a roll, my man. Jason Light is just saying, I'm going to push all my chips in and see if I can pull an ace out of the stack. And he seems to do it. Or, you know, every decision he's made the last couple of years. Has, well, going back to last last offseason with the decision to move on from Jameis and everything, including yeah. Antonio Brown signing, um, you know, the ability to bring guys back this year. I mean, this guy, if he's not – over at the Seminole hard rock throwing some money down on the blackjack <laughs> table. He's crazy. I would his his luck is is really good right now. I'd run with it. You know it where I else your talk. luck
0: can be good, Mark? You know where else yes. your luck can
1: be Yes, I do. Where, is it? where?
0: Where can it be good, Mark? My cookie. I my- am now
1: starting I'm now starting my own bookie. No? Damn it. No. no. My, my bookie, bookie. Mark. bookie. my
0: bookie.ag yes. baseball and basketball seasons are long and with up to 400 potential matches a month. You can make each and every one matter by having skin in the game with mybookie.ag. Whether you're pricing a wager on your favorite team, player, or just looking for kicks, mybookie gives you the best odds and tons of options to make all your favorite sports a hell of a lot more exciting. How about the NHL playoffs too? Bet on the Lightning vs. Panther series. Take advantage of odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs or hit up the MyBookie Casino for the full-fledged experience where weekly blackjack tournaments give you and your friends a crack at prize pools of up to $50,000. Go to MyBookie.ag, sign up now, and use our promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, to get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you, so use our promo code P-E-W-T-E-R, Get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Mark, you know what I was going through my head?
1: That you should Julio have put Jones. all your money
0: on Phil Mickelson yesterday? Should have. Yeah. Not a big hockey person, but I always follow along to see what's going on. My wife actually really enjoys hockey, so she was following along too. But I'm talking about anyway, golf. I'm talking about golf, I know. Phil Mickelson. Uh, man, if any NBA and NHL playoffs are on, I'm there. That's just all there is yeah. to it. But yeah, if it's not happening, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on, but yeah. I was envisioning Julio Jones and Mike Evans on the outside of the Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin in the slot and cool. Rob Gronkowski, a tight end. What would the expectation level be for a completion on a given play with those five <laughs> players on the field and Brady at quarterback? I mean, I mean, we are talking about two of the best wide receivers ever. Hall of Fame locks and Julio Jones and Mike Evans. We're talking yep. about another guy who if the off the field Antonio Brown if that stuff doesn't muddy the hall uh, I mean that he's a easy first bout hall of sure. Famer. I mean he was to sure. me he was better than Julio even in his prime. Maybe not as gifted but be, produced at that level. And then Chris Godwin, who would be suddenly the, the the runt of the litter. And he's, I mean, unbelievable talent. Right. of The best receivers in the league. And then obviously the best tight end of all. I mean, you'd have four legitimate Hall of Famers, and we'll see what happens with Chris Godwin and uh, his career as it progresses. But that would be, I mean, it's just funny to think about.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I was joking that our readers' heads would explode. Our listeners' heads were exploding as I was joking about them adding that. Literally, my head would explode. If I got the... Media advisory from the Bucks PR department that we get occasionally, uh, stating Buccaneers have trade. I, I my, my head literally may pop off my shoulders. Uh, that would be incredible. And you talk yeah. about uh, it, the rest of the NFL would probably just be like, you know what, we're just not gonna play this <laughs> we're, year, we're just we're hand done. Them the trophy, we're done, we're good.
0: I really don't know what you do. I mean, I, you would have to start intentionally hurting people, like that's how yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, the I there would be no other answer. It. I don't know. Yeah. There's no team in the league they could match. I mean, we have that yeah. problem. Honestly, they have that problem now, to be honest, because the Bucs sure. still have there's four Hall of Famers out there. I mean, Gronk and A B and Evans and, and Brady. I mean, those guys, I mean, they they can still kill you. And, and so um, yeah, yeah. I am I know some of them are older, but I really haven't seen a big drop off in any of their games. And I study that tape like crazy. And it could happen this year, but I still think it's like, man, if we if you think if you added Holy, and then you're like, well even without them, it's just, it's that kind of a group. And with the off season to get everybody in, I think you're going to see that team, you know, that offense, just, I can't, I can't wait for the start of the season. It just got me excited thinking about Julio maybe in, in the Tampa yeah. Bay pewter. I know that's not going to happen bucks fans. And I know I yeah. probably just got no, everybody really riled up, <laughs> but man, when you just
1: name those guys, when you just name that lineup on offense, John, yeah. it, it, I, I almost lifted out of my seat. And I mean, I mean, that's a, uh, Golly, geez Louise. I mean, literally teams, the NF, the rest of the league would be like, why why are we even playing, man? Because there's no defense that could stop that offense. You know, again, I the caveat is always if this team stays relatively healthy. Right. Um, right. you know, one major injury here or there, and we saw the Chiefs last year win 14 games in the regular season. look looked like they were going to just, you know, roll through the playoffs for their second Super Bowl win. They end up getting hurt on the offensive line. And it's a you know different Super Bowl than everybody expected, except you and I and Scott and the Pew Report staff. We knew the Buccaneers were gonna win the Super
0: Bowl. One thing we got to talk about though is Julio Jones unprompted going off on the Dallas Cowboys when Shannon Sharp called him today. We'll also talk about the ethical side of shannon sharp's decision to call him on did he just blindly call him without julio
1: knowing he was going to be on i i just as far as we know on twitter yeah
0: yeah as far as we know yes that's what happened knows he was on the air when Sharp called him yet. So we'll talk about that in a second. But first, Mark, we got to let people know, Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams. Might be time to be trading the Atlanta Falcons if you haven't already. Like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports in the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off of your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 2000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. The stock market for sports is just a tap away, create a free account in seconds and start prof- profiting from your sports knowledge over at Symbol. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, we got to talk about this Cowboys thing. I mean, man, Julio was not holding back at all. Shan Sharp goes, are you going to the cow. Don't go to the Cowboys if you want to win. And Julio's right. Saying, I'm not going to the Cowboys, but I know <laughs> he said I know what it is. Like meaning he's thought about that and he realizes you aren't going anywhere in Dallas. I mean Dallas just catching a stray one on a Monday morning. Like they're just unprompted going about their yeah.
1: work and- Jerry Jones. Like, what, what did I do? I had a nice weekend. I come into the office on Monday and I'm getting this. Jeez Louise. I mean, oh. there was a time when, when, when the Cowboys were the Buccaneers, right. Where everybody wanted to be a Cowboy and uh,
0: yep.
1: boy, my, my, how things have changed and, and oh, they'll that's change so here in Tampa true, Bay man. again one day. But, but yeah. I mean, even growing up, I was um, talking to my son, we were watching a football life, by the way, John, I have to say this. This has nothing to do with the Buccaneers, but you're from Pennsylvania and, and grew up a Steelers fan. I and, and this weekend, they showed a lot of the football lives on NFL Network that I hadn't seen a lot of them. The one on Chuck Knoll was just outstanding. I don't know if you saw that one or not. That was just an outstanding it, but... profile. The the one on Joe Namath. It was a two part series. There's a Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania guy for you right yep. there. Man, what a great show that it is! Why have I been sleeping on that show? I taped the one the Bruce Arians. Uh, that was before he got to Tampa. They profiled him from Arizona. That was a good one as well. But uh, but man, your your guy uh, Chuck Knox. My whole point of this yeah. was saying is I was telling my son as we were watching it this weekend, growing up in the seventies um you know the Buccaneers were awful obviously initially in 76 77 78 didn't get good till 79 um you know it was the it was the rivalry was the Steelers and the Cowboys in the 70s -hmm. you know particularly the mid to late 70s and and Steelers won four Super Bowls the Cowboys I think won two played in two others but um you know as as a kid you were either a Cowboy or a Pittsburgh fan from a national standpoint because your local team the Bucs were bad at that time and um and uh, I was I was thoroughly impressed, but I was saying, you know, they were dubbed America's team, and and they were America's team. I mean, Pittsburgh was kind of the the anti-America's team. I mean, they certainly were very popular, and still are hugely popular uh, in Pennsylvania, but. um Anyway, there was a time Steelers when everybody were actually wanted to be offered a that
0: moniker. Did you know that? No, you was offered that moniker by the league. Yeah, and they were like, We don't want to be America's team. <laughs> we're We don't want <laughs> we want to be
1: Pittsburgh's team.
0: So anyway, then they went to the Cowboys and the Cowboys. But check
1: teams. out I want people, especially the younger. And this is you know, I'm old, right? I'm 50. You can clearly mm-hmm. see this. I'm wearing a Regal Beagle t-shirt from Three's Company. That's how old I am. Now, my point is is for you younger people listening, you know, if you've got NFL Network, set it up on your DVR or, or do the app or whatever technology you have that I don't understand and 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 tape some of those. The history and things like that you'll get. The Joe Namath one was just tremendous. You know, it was a two-part series. But Chuck Nolan, you know, I didn't know a damn thing about Chuck Noll other than he was a really good coach. But the fact yeah. that he hasn't been mentioned as in that top tier of coaches is, is kind of mind-boggling after you watch that show. Anyway, oh, yeah. sorry to go off on a tangent. People are saying shut up, cooking the chat, so I'll
0: <laughs> No, he's one of the best to ever do it, no question about that. But, yeah, he's a beast. Um, And I think that, you know, right now as you look at this kind of landscape, the Cowboys thing cracked me up just because it's the Cowboys, right? Like anybody wants to see them, you know, I mean, everybody likes when the Cowboys, you know, when somebody takes a crack at the Cowboys. Right. Like, it's just, it's just funny because of exactly what you said. It wasn't that long ago that people, that was a team people really wanted to be on. Players really wanted to be on. Remember, what is it, four years ago, maybe Earl Thomas, you know, saying, come get me. Even then, it was, you know, the Cowboys weren't even, but again, it now, I mean, Mark, look at, at the landscape. Like, it, the Cowboys have just not been that team for a long, long time. I mean, they've won, what, two or three playoff games since 2000. And they have not been to an NFC championship game, not been to a Super Bowl since 95. I mean, they have just not had a lot of success uh, as a franchise for a long time. And it's, and you're right. Now it's, oh, all these guys are trying to get to the Bucs. And it's just, yeah. If you'd have told Tampa Bay fans that three years ago, two years, you know, they would have just, I wouldn't have believed it either. That's what it is. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed it is. either. But you're
1: right. And and it's a shame. Look, and in, and in, in the, the Patriots, you know, they had their 20 year run and it's 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 natural, right? When a team does have yeah. success and the, the cowboys had success in the 70s and then they had it in the um, late eighties, early nineties with Jimmy Johnson, you know, winning those Super Bowls with Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin. Teams, you know, you get tired I say fans, I say teams, fans get tired of seeing um, and by the way, did I call Chuck Knoll Chuck Knox? If I did, I apologize. Somebody mentioned that in the uh, <laughs> just one. Most of yeah, the time, you got it once. right. Just one. Chuck Knoll. No, no, no. I was an old Seahawks fan back in the day too, when Chuck Knox was their coach. But anyway, my point is, uh, I don't even remember my point. But um, yeah, the the, the 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 Cowboys, you know, got good, got bad, then got good again. Uh, they're in a bad streak right now. The point is, is teams don't want to. I mean, fans don't want to see the same teams win over and over and over. I never disliked Tom Brady personally, right, during those 20 years. But I didn't but cheer you cheered for, him to for win. somebody
0: else. Yeah, yes. somebody else in the AFC come out of there, right, right. Right,
1: right. I get now, that complaint. I
0: mean, I was a Steeler fan, I obviously did hate. It. I mean, I love I always respected him. It wasn't like it was ever like a personal like. There were guys in the Ravens sure when you're a kid, you're like growing up you're like, oh, not, you know, or the Browns or the Bengals cuz st- but it was never like that with Brady. He was just always amazing to me, but he always yeah. beat the Steelers, so it was that kind yeah. of a thing. Brady, um, Brady's, but been, Brady's
1: been playing so long, then you forget how long. So, you know the, the so famous long. the famous Joe Joe Namath thing. One of the famous Joe Namath things is is on that Monday Night Football broadcast when he was inebriated and he told Susie Colbert "I want to kiss you. I, I want to yeah. kiss you." Tom Brady was playing in that game. It seems like that was what? forty years ago. Yes, I'm not I was, even – I was, well, it was like 2002 or 2003, something Jeez. like that. Yeah, that was Tom because they were showing that on the, on the football life with Joe Namath and, you know, in between talking, cutting to Susie with Joe, they were showing plays on the field and it was Tom Brady through an incompletion. It was a drop. It was, it was a good pass, by the way. I don't remember who the receiver was, but anyway, like that's, uh, that's how long Tom Brady's been playing. It's just funny when you see old ref right. th- things that you think are so old that happened so long ago and you realize, man, Tom Brady has been playing a long time.
0: It's crazy toby valora says is there any kind of legal ramifications for shannon sharp do, for doing that to julio just feels like he answered it and it was like an impromptu phone call not knowing he was live on tv man i'm not totally sure i don't know about legal ramifications disciplinary action i mean who care for you know that show on am I'm, I'm sure they do all kinds of things that it's considered unethical right. maybe but i don't know what the, you know the i don't know what the process there was i think we just need to hear more i haven't necessarily seen back in my radio
1: day john back in my radio day john our big thing was and again i don't know what the legal ramifications were but we had to make sure when we had somebody on the air that they knew that they were going to be on the air right right a caller couldn't just call in and we throw them on the air i mean we they they had to know they had to call and say hey i want to get on the air i want to talk about this and you put them on the air i mean i couldn't just you know randomly dial somebody live on the air even when radio stations do prank calls they tape mm-hmm. those things ahead of time and they actually get a signed release or uh, at least a verbal release from the person but if they're smart they'll get a they'll get a a legal release you know to be mm-hmm. able to use their voice uh and what they said yeah. on the air so you know, there is some things there, but but I'll be honest It could with have been I staged.
0: I mean, we don't know. That's exactly know. what I was going to
1: say. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean. But there are that's...
0: certainly more effective way. People are like, Julio knew what he was doing. I'm like, why do people act smart, try to act smart like that? Like right. Julio could have just tweeted what he wanted if he wanted to. He didn't use that's that true. moment. You know what I mean? Like if Shan Sharp asked him to do it, maybe. But it wasn't like Julio had to do that that way to get his take out there. No, he could right. just go on social media like half the other athletes in today's world and just say what you want, you know? Yeah. And, and and I'm so I I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't know what was going on. Even if he did, I don't think it was some like, you know, him trying to like make a point or whatever. I think he's just being honest with Shan Sharp and we happen to hear it at that point at least. So yeah, I mean, definitely ethically, like, yeah, that probably, you know, if Fulu didn't know, that would definitely be a red flag for Shan Sharp. But I mean, what's what's it gonna what are they gonna do? I mean, I don't think yeah. they're gonna suspend him or anything. It's just something right. he probably he probably gets told, make sure you clarify that next time or whatever. But well, yeah, it's, not, it's created,
1: ESPN is not upset. It's created a, it's generated a tremendous amount of buzz and, or, or Fox Sports one, whatever the show was that they're on, uh, has, has created a ton of buzz for him. It's, it's good advertising. I didn't even see if that Julio cheesy.
0: Jones in like Cowboys gear. I, I didn't see that. I'm not sure what he was talking about, but in the call, he was like, he said somebody like Photoshopped it or something. I think in the call, I don't know, something like that. He was like, he made a reference that it was fake and not real him in the Cowboys gear or that it didn't mean, maybe he was just saying it didn't mean anything. It was just like, right. You know, I mean, lots of people have Cowboys gear. You grow you know, it just, I don't know. I don't know what he meant by it exactly, but uh, it didn't sound like that was like a real thing that he was. Well, so there's a
1: Photoshop Tom Brady in a Cowboys uniform a meme going all over the internet. And it's the only way to keep, I mean, the, uh, the, you know, the only way to keep Tom Brady from winning a Super Bowl is to put him in a Cowboys uniform. That's kind of a joke meme that I've seen floating around social media. So it's pretty easy to to Photoshop somebody. in. He, heck, even before Tom Brady got here, there were guys uh, Photoshopping Tom Brady in, in, in the oh, old yeah. Buccaneer, you know, in the, I say old Buccaneer uniform, the alarm clock uniform. That was before we knew what the new one looked like anyway.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, that, that absolutely happens. There's no question about that. Hey, got to let people know about your uh, good buddies over at Briar Greaves, Mark.
1: Yes, my good buddies over at Briar Greaves, and I mean good buddies because Sam and Briar have not just become my insurance agent. They've become uh, a good friend, and, and, and the main reason is the connection I have with the football team. I mean, they love the Buccaneers. They're Buccaneer season ticket holders. They've been around for a long time. In fact, 30 years. I mean, you don't stay in business for over 30 years if you aren't doing something right, and Briar Greaves, John, they do a lot of things right, including handling my homeowner's policy, Scott Reynolds' homeowner policy. They can save you some money. Not all the time. That's the thing about them. But why not find out for free? It doesn't cost you a single thing to give Sam or Briar a call tomorrow when they open up. They'll be closing up probably around 5, but if you call them right now, you can probably get on and uh, and check with them. You can email them as well and, and, and let them know what you're currently carrying in terms of your homeowners, your auto policy. Uh, maybe you have a business. Maybe you have commercial liability insurance that you need to carry. Maybe you have a fleet of vehicles. Uh, Maybe you need a quote on life insurance. Briar Greaves can do that. And the great thing about Briar Greaves is when you call the big box stores, right? The, 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 the all States and the Geico's and the places like that, they are their own insurance company. Sam and Briar have, multiple lines to be able to shop around and find the best rate for you, and they also be able to tell you, hey, that's a good company. Uh, that's a company you want to stay away from. There's multiple avenues out there for them to find you good insurance, and there's nobody listening. I say it every time, John, but it's true. There's nobody listening that doesn't need some type of insurance. Give Briar Reeves a call, 813-876-4166. Again, 813 813- 876 eight, seven, six, four, one, six, six. Even if they can't save you any money, you'll have a good 10 minute phone conversation talking about your favorite football team, the Buccaneers. You got something in common with them. I guarantee you when you call the 800 number that you see on TV for a big box insurance company, you're not going to be able to chat Buccaneers with that representative. So give Brad Reeves a call. Eight, one, three, eight, seven, six, four, one, six, six
0: tell you what you know what else is coming up this week bucks ota practices tomorrow the players will be out on the field we don't know exactly what- who's showing up <laughs> so you and scott can't will be find there out. yes yeah. we don't know who's going to show up so you guys are going to have to be getting your getting your binoculars out and trying to figure out who's all out there tomorrow we'll find out you know who's not showing up who is showing up you know bruce aaron's told us he expects most everybody out there, but I'm sure it won't be everybody. And so we got to figure out those situations. So it's going to be a great time to be locked on to pewterreport.com and at pewterreport on Twitter, and as well as TV on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you click the bell. Notifications, we go live. Tomorrow, we're going to go live at 4 p.m. after everything. The dust settles on that day out on the field and the coach's comments and all of that. We'll talk about everybody who isn't there. We'll break it all down that day of OTA practices, and we don't even know what they're going to be doing out on the field or how extensive it'll be or anything like that, but we'll break all that down talk about it. Um, And so we'll have tomorrow fully covered over at PeterReport.com. It's going to be a day. And in the morning, I'm going to have a column out about O.J. Howard. I know, my favorite thing to write about, your favorite player to get mad at. I'm going to talk about O.J. Howard. and why I believe even in that small sample size last year, that real growth has happened with him, and if he can just stay healthy, I know it's the caveat, but if he can stay healthy, I really think big things are still in store for him in the NFL. I will not give up hope just yet, Bucks fans. I will hold on to that hope for all of you who have given up and no longer believe I will be that man and carry that mantle for PeterReport.com.
1: I got to say one thing, John, real quick. Yes. And I'll have some information coming up. Uh, we're working on the dates and things like that. Um, you, you mentioned O.J. Howard, and that reminded me. O.J. Howard used to participate in our Pewter Report Bowling League at Pinchasers. Um, mm. We're planning on starting a new summer bowling league this summer. So if wow. you're interested, I need to kind of get an idea of who might be interested in doing that. So you can hit me up on social, um, MarkCook1970 on Twitter. You can hit me up on email, Mark uh at wait what is my i don't even know what my pew report email is, it, is market market com. Yeah. you know if you're interested in being part of our bowling league now the summer league will just be a uh, a fan reader league uh, but in the fall, if things work out and we get permission from the organization, we'll have a uh, a player league as well. But O.J. bowled with us before. Great guy. In fact, that yeah. year that he got hurt in that Giants game, it was in the middle of our bowling league. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to complete the bowling league. But um, I had some great conversations with O.J. about what he wants to achieve, um, you know, in the future and, and his goals on uh, in, in the world of football. A great guy. Had a kid over the summer um you know a lot of things positive happening in his life and like you say john i hope he can stay healthy but if you're interested in the summer bowling league uh we're working on getting dates and things like that but um hit me up on social or email me and and let me know if you'd like to be a part of our summer bowling league over at pin chasers um we'll be doing that soon are you a bowler john I've i have bowled before but Virginia i mean Bowlers. i'm not
0: really like a bowler, like you know i just bowl once you mean you don't play, have a shirt know.
1: with your name on it or anything <sighs>
0: I mean, just when that, whenever, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, it happens. To <laughs> Let's go bowling. bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but no, probably, we're I probably, you and
1: Brett, you're going to have to find a babysitter, but uh, that's right. Gonna, we're going to have to get you out a few times for a bowling league for
0: sure. Hey, it sounds good to me. Elliot wants to know, I thought the Bucks players announced that they wouldn't participate in OTAs. Yes, they did. That was OTAs kind of as they are, as they normally are. There's, Definitely been some level of negotiation there that's been worked out. And, you know, I don't know if they're changing, obviously, the way that they normally do OTAs. They're not going to be on the field that whole time. There's going to be a large virtual element uh, to the OTAs. Um, And so that will kind of all alter how this looks. So, yes, they had said that, but there's definitely been some to some agreement uh, on what's going to happen. There's going to be some type
1: of practice tomorrow at 1030.
0: Yes, there will be something on the field.
1: On the field at 10.30, and then we'll have Bruce at 12.30. So make sure you guys are following us uh, on on all social platforms and things like that. We'll be updating all of our social as things happen. And um, just to give you guys an idea, it's just like during the rookie minicamp, we can't report during the two-hour practice, but as soon as it's over, we'll have the video clips and things like that up as well. So make sure you check it out, and and, uh, Cliff will be out there shooting some great photos as well.
0: Yeah. So Tuesday, that's what'll happen. Mark and Scott will be there, and then Mark and I will be on the podcast to break everything down tomorrow because Scott still does not have his voice. We'll see if it comes back tomorrow to some degree. Wednesday, Brandon Thorne is joining me on the podcast to talk offensive line. He has studied extensively Ryan Jensen's career of recent, and he's going to talk about why he believes Ryan Jensen's the best center in the league. The Hell of a breakdown video
1: that he put yeah. out this weekend. Hell some of great, great videos.
0: videos. Video. Yes, check out him on Twitter. It's gonna be good. He's gonna talk about all that kind of stuff. He's also gonna talk about Allie Marpet ranking sixth on Pro Football Focus's guard rankings. Uh, I believe uh, Alex Kappa was 27th. Tristan Wirfs was sixth, I think, too. And then Donovan Smith was not ranked at tackle. So going to get his thoughts, whether he agrees, disagrees, how he sees where those players stack up across the league. Also, Robert Hanzy studied him extensively. He knows his game really well. He was on the draft show very briefly to talk about Hanzy's skill set. We'll get into some other things about a transition to center, how that might test Hanzy. Uh, et, cetera, et cetera, With Brandon on Wednesday. That'll be Wednesday. That is going to be three thirty p.m. Brandon's going to be on. We're going to start a little bit early, three thirty p.m. If you don't catch us live, apologize for that. But you can definitely rewatch. Obviously, as a lot of you do on YouTube or listen to the audio version on SoundCloud and all the places that you listen to your favorite podcast. And then Thursday, hopefully Scott is back in the fold and you can get his thoughts on all things. Uh, oh, no, John, I'm, I'm worried we'll about see. this
1: guy. He's still on we'll the uh, physically – he's on the pup list right now, physically <laughs> unable to perform A pup on the list,
0: physically unable to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the list. Uh, so we're going to see uh, how that develops with Scott uh, and hopefully get him back on the show on Thursday. I know he's missing all y'all and is excited to be back with you. But until tomorrow. 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll be live to talk about Bucks OTAs. For Mark Hooker, I am John Ledyard saying thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Out. Out.